God is good, amen? And all the time? Somebody has been in church. If you know that saying, you have been in church for quite some time. Let's try it again. God is good? And all the time? Y'all going to make me bring out the, the Hammond organ. Start leaning like that. No, if you don't know who I am, <clears throat> my name is Joshua Long. I uh, am here, and, uh, and I'm very privileged and honored to uh, be here this weekend. This has actually been one of the best weekends of my Australian tenure. Uh, my wife and I, Kelly, have been here in Australia for... Uh, for two years now, um, we got here January 2016. We are the worship pastors for Influencers Australia, and uh, we get the privilege to uh, manage and lead the team uh, there for all of our campuses. And um, look, I don't know what kind of water or what other drink that Pastor Rob and Pauline were drinking, but they somehow asked me and Kelly to come here and uh, we said well whatever you're drinking we want some and it's that Port Lincoln you know seafood fiesta dish and all the above but no we're truly honored uh, to be here and just to kind of give you a little bit of who I am my background where I'm from I am from a <clears throat> a small city by the name of Tupelo Mississippi and if you don't know where Tupelo, Mississippi is. You may know some famous people from Tupelo, Mississippi um, uh, by the name of Elvis Presley. Yeah. So. You know, some of y'all may know about some blue suede shoes and the hound dogs and everything else, but that is my, as we say, stomping ground. That's where I'm born and raised, and uh, God has uh, truly blessed uh, me to been ministry and uh, and blessed me with a beautiful wife that is allowing me to do ministry and she's doing ministry with me and we're doing ministry together in Jesus name and we have a little angel by the name of Sophie Lynn Long we can't say it fast together because it you know people think that she's from another descent you know because <laughs> Sophie Lynn Long then you know well we say Sophie Lynn Long and um but um, I said something this morning. Uh, there is an app <clears throat> called the Preach It app. And I, I don't want to have to use the app, but that app is available in your iTunes store and your Google Play store. But it's just for those moments where if you're preaching or you're teaching and someone, uh, they're not following you the way that you think that you should be followed, you can actually just press one of the buttons and it'll say, Mmm, or that's good, or come on, preacher, or come on, somebody. And uh, so I'm just going to let you know that while I'm teaching and while I'm preaching, if I say something that resonates in your spirit, don't be afraid to go, ah, oh, that's good, say that, preacher, or amen, or can I get a hallelujah, or, you know, I don't want you to be too distracting, but it just kind of lets me know that, uh, what I'm saying is actually applicable to your life. So uh, tonight I want to talk about a story that um, we probably 
have heard of many times and many times before. But I want to see um, if the revelation that God gave me on how to break this story down uh, can make us go a little bit deeper in our knowledge and understanding in the mystery of Jesus Christ. So if you would, <clears throat> uh, if, you have to, if you're taking notes and uh, you want to know uh, what the title is, that title is Get Out of Your Comfort Zone. Get out of your comfort zone. All right, so our scripture reading for tonight is from Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 33, okay? And it says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now, that is the NIV version. And I want to read it from um, a different translation, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds after dismissing the crowds he went up on the mountain by himself to pray and when evening came he was there alone but the boat was already over a mile from land battered by the waves because the wind was against them around three in the morning he came towards them walking on the sea when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were terrified it's a ghost they said and cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered, command me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, and climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out to him, caught him, and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him and said, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, I want to point out a few things. First and foremost, the, the prerequisite of this scripture is when Jesus and the disciples were there on the shore, and he had 5,000, the Bible says 5,000 men. But you got to understand, the men came with women, 
and the men and the women came with children. So technically, it was more than 5,000. But the Bible references 5,000 men. But Jesus was able to perform that miracle where he fed all of those people with the fish and loaves of bread. Y'all remember that? Bible study, Bible school, child stories, and all that good stuff, right? So what we got to understand is from that, there were 12 baskets left over. And then that's when Jesus said, take the baskets, get on the boat. You know, he just performed something great. He separated himself to the mountainside. And then he came. And now this is what gets me going here. And I said, God, why do you want me to talk about getting out of our comfort zone? Now, you have to understand that the disciples walked and did life with Jesus for three years. You would think that after seeing miracle after miracle, they would have known that Jesus can do anything Yet, they questioned him when he told them, uh, like when he, when, he, when, when, when he was doing the miracles, they questioned, you can't feed the 5,000. We don't have the food. We, how, is, how are you going to make this happen? Now, you got to understand, this is the same Jesus that they walked with where the blind had been given sight, where the deaf had been given sight the ability to hear, where the lame have been able to walk. But you can be so close to your promise, and you can be so close to your destiny, and you could see time and time again where God has done things in your life, and we still doubt God because we're safe in our comfort zone. This is what I'm used to. I'm used to having things this way. I wake up at this time. I put my slippers on right foot first, left foot second. I take five paces. I stretch. And I go about my day. That's routine. That's comfort. How many of us have routines that we do on a daily? And we get comfortable doing it, right? So much so that we do it as if it's just like breathing. We don't even know that we're doing it. So you got to understand that when we break this scripture down, the disciples just saw Jesus do a miracle with two fish and five loaves of bread, feeding over 5,000. They're out in the boat. The same men who've casted out demons they saw Jesus a mile away. Well, actually, they didn't even know it was Jesus. And this is how we break it down. I'm going to try to speak in a parable-style form to break it down in a visual so that you can kind of grab a hold of it, right? So just imagine the, the translation actually said that Jesus was one mile away, and it was 3 a.m. in the morning. So remember what I'm saying. One mile, so that is American term, but Aussie term, 1.6 kilo. All right, so 1.6 Ks away. That's pretty far, right? All right. So they saw a silhouette 1.6 Ks away at 3 a.m. in the morning. Now they're in a boat. The waves are crashing, everything is splashing, and they just don't know what 
is going to happen. But you got to understand that Peter was a fisherman, so he's kind of used to this type of atmosphere. He's used to the waters being rocky. They weren't really concerned about the waves when they were on the inside of the boat. But what they were concerned about is this image that's coming 1.6K away, and they said it's a ghost. So that, I, I believe that's the first ghost story that, that's referenced in the Bible. And that's not where Halloween stemmed from. So let's not get that twisted. It's just that in their mindset, they thought there is a shine. And, and just, just a point there. It lets you know that 3 a.m. in the morning, there is no sunlight. There is nothing but the moon and the stars. But 1.6K away, they saw an image walking toward them, which lets me know that Jesus had a glow. He had something about himself where the essence of God followed him to where he would always shine in darkness. So let's take it a step further. They see the image 1.6K away walking toward them, and they got afraid immediately with fear. It's a ghost. Now, y'all are the same people that's cast out demons. Y'all have prayed and laid hands on all these different people. And then you're going to get afraid of the one man, the one power that has actually given you the ability to do all of those things. Proximity. Because they were far away. <laughs> Listen to what I'm about to say. Because they were far away from Jesus, they no longer had that confidence in who he was, but also who they were. Because they were comfortable in their boat. All right? So the next part I want to say is here's how we as people, and, and we, we do a little dance between one foot here on earth and the other foot there in heaven. When they got afraid, Jesus spoke out and said, fear not, it is I. Okay? Then Peter, the bold one, the one that tried to do any and everything, and whether it was, hey, Jesus, look at me, I'm Peter, or he just had a boldness about himself, he was the one that said, hey, if it's you, Jesus, bid me to come. Call me. And Jesus said, come. Now, here's what we have to understand that is amazing about Peter. Peter was willing to step out of his comfort zone as well as the safetiness of the boat and stand on a substance that technically by law of nature, we cannot walk on. Water is not a solid foundation that we can walk on in the natural. But Peter, because he heard the voice that he recognized and understood, even though I cannot see who you are, I can hear who you are, and that voice sounds familiar to me. 
I recognize that voice because in the late night hours, I've been praying and waiting for an answer. And it was your voice, Jesus, that I heard. When I felt like everything was breaking down around me, it was your voice, Jesus, that comforted me. So here's what you got to understand. When he heard the voice of Jesus, it gave him the ability to step out because he knew I've heard this voice before. And I know that I can trust this voice. And because I can trust this voice, I can get out of my comfort zone. And when I get out of my comfort zone and walk toward the voice, because you got to understand, he's still 1.6K away. And the Bible never says that Jesus was running. He never said he was power walking. It just said that he was walking. And I can imagine that if I'm Peter and I get out of a boat, I can't see who this person really is, but I just see a glowing image. But I hear a voice that I recognize that says, come. And I get out of my comfort zone and I begin to walk toward that image. Now, I don't know if Peter ran. I don't know if he jogged. I don't know if he skipped. But all I do know is that the Bible says that Peter got out of the boat and he walked on water. Now, show of hands. How many in this room, and be honest, trust me, this is not going to send you to heaven or hell. If you were in that boat and at 3 a.m. you saw an image and you heard a voice say, come, <laughs> would you or would you not get out of that boat? How many show of hands would step out of the boat and go, oh, I'm going to go ahead and walk on water? Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, just know that my hand is not up. My hand is down. I was just referencing that to see how many were. So we got like three people that got like that Peter faith, right? Because at the end of the day, there is a self-preservation uh, that we want to keep. We don't want to die. The moment we step out of our comfort zone, we begin to feel a little bit itchy. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, they want, <laughs> you know, I, I don't mind saying hello to people, but like you want me to get on the first impressions host team door greeting. I don't know about that. I'm not comfortable enough for that. Oh, you want me to pray. Now, I do pray. I do pray. But you want me to pray on the microphone in front of somebody? Mm, I'm not comfortable doing that. Oh, I love to sing. I sing in the car. I sing at home while I work. Would you want me to join the praise and worship team? Mm, that's out of my realm. I don't know. I think I'm going to stay on the boat. I'm going to stay on the boat. But Peter was the type of person that said, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I heard your voice. I don't know who you are by visual sight. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't know who you are by visual sight, but I know your voice. And because I know your voice, I'm going to take heed and step out of the boat. Now, 
the next revelation that God was giving me is that while he's walking toward Jesus, Jesus is walking toward him. But again, the Bible does not reference that they were running toward each other. So I know some of you may have seen these love movies where the music is going boom, 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 and they're doing this right here. Bible never breaks it down that way. It actually says that Jesus was one mile away, which is 1.6K from the boat. He was walking. Peter was walking. Now, let me break something down about science. I'm not trying to convert you from Pentecostal to Scientology. But in the natural, if Pastor Rob was 1.6K away, I would not be able to recognize who he was, especially at 3 a.m. in the morning. Not only would I be able to not recognize him, but his voice I would not be able to hear. No matter if he yelled and screamed, hey, Josh, I'm going to continue to do what I was doing. But you got to understand that this is not a natural man. So, because Jesus was the voice that said, come, and Peter knew the voice of Jesus, he was able to hear it. That's the spiritual. Now, here's the natural. Water is an amplifier of sound. If you do a little research, and whether you found it out in school, in text, or you go to google.com and you search it. On the ocean, sound travels a lot further than it would on natural land. Which is why you have the bells and you have the latolls out in the ocean. And even if you saw the movie Titanic, you know the lady had the whistle when she was freezing. And, and they were able to hear that little whistle thing, right? It's because sound travels across water louder and further than it does on land. But I wanted to give you a revelation that God gave me. When you are connected to Jesus, who happens to be the living water, no matter how much sound, no matter how much noise is going on around you, his voice will always pierce through to where you can hear it. You wouldn't understand that if you were here this morning because we talked about Jesus at the well and him being the living water. And I'm telling you people that we serve a God who can pierce through any noise. But it's us that have to open up our ears and be willing to recognize the voice of Jesus in the midst of the noise. Now let's go to the next revelation because I want to make sure that we have enough time to eat and all that good stuff because I don't want to get in time throw your meal. So with that being said, we got 1.6. They're walking. They're getting close together. Then all of a sudden, life 
starts to happen with Peter. He starts to look around. He starts to see the waves. He starts to see the wind. And everything begins to crumble around him. And what does he do? He begins to sink. This is the same Peter who has been with Jesus, knows Jesus, and he just walked on water for how many ever paces? So you tell me, how is it that I'm now walking on water, but then I'm looking at the waves and go, oh, that's a big wave. Wow. That, oh, look at that shark. All right. Well, they, but they forget, he forgot that he was actually walking on water. So I want to encourage you tonight, don't allow the side distractions to make you forget that you're actually doing a great and mighty supernatural thing. Because <laughs> if you forget that you're walking on water and you begin to look at all the distractions, oh, I'm not good enough, oh, no, my finances are not right, oh, my friends and family, they're turning back on me, you'll begin to sink. Now, here's what I love about Jesus. The moment that Peter began to sink, he reached his hand out and he saved Peter from drowning. You got to understand, he's still 1.6 in closing. That is a far distance. And that lets me know, and God gave me a revelation that no matter how near or how far you think that you are, I'm still there. No matter how far you have gone, and even though you are getting close to your destiny and you get distracted, I still got you. So choices that we make in life, decisions and things that we do, actions that we take that don't line up with the word of God, we have to understand that these are distractions that will make us sink. But God has placed people around you that can be there to keep you from drowning. But you got to accept their hand. You got to get out of your comfort zone. See, a lot of times we struggle with things and we'll continue to struggle with them because we don't want to confess those things. Ah, uh, you know, I, you know I, I struggle with the spirit of lust. I can never tell someone that. They'll look at me strange. Oh, I got that five-finger discount anointing. That's thievery, stealing. I can never tell someone that. But do you know that if you would confess those things to the right people, they will be able to disciple and journey you out of that lifestyle to where you would now get to your destiny a lot faster than what you would normally do. I want to close with this and I want to pray. When Jesus grabbed the hand of Peter, <laughs> the Bible says that they made it back to the boat together. But do you know that the scripture says that the wind 
and the waves did not cease until after they both got in the boat. So that means that in the midst of the darkness, 3 a.m., when you can't see, when you've done the bold thing and tried to get out of your comfort zone and you're walking on water but the distractions have gotten you, you begin to sink and Jesus has grabbed your hand or he's placed the people in your life to be around you to pick you up from drowning. He won't leave you there. He will actually walk with you back to safety while the darkness, while the waves, while all the distractions are still going on until you get back into the boat. And tonight, some of us have walked on water. We've stepped out of our comfort zone. And we've made steps toward Jesus and we've made steps toward the promise that he has for us. But we've allowed side conversations we've allowed looks from other people we've allowed insecurities and fears to distract us from the destiny that God has but I believe that God has sent me here tonight to let you know that his hand is stretched out waiting for you to grab it And he won't leave you there. He won't just pull you back up and say, okay, I got you from sinking. I'm going to keep walking. And you stay back there. No, what he wants to do is actually keep you embraced in his arms. Safe in his arms. Until you get to a place back in the boat where you can maintain and manage and operate in the destiny that he has for you. So tonight, with all eyes closed and head bowed, if you're an individual here that, mm, you've been in a comfort zone for quite some time, and that comfort is you doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it. But you hear the voice of God saying tonight, step out of the boat and walk on water. Accept me as your Lord and Savior. On the count of three, I just want you to lift up your hands. If you've never asked Jesus into your life and you want to step out of your comfort zone right now for salvation, count of three if you just lift up your hands one two three that's you I see I see your hand is there anyone else I see your hand and there's a prayer that I want to lead you in and you got to understand this that when you pray this prayer I can't mean it for you you have to mean it and confess with your mouth and believe it in your heart that he is Lord but I'm going to lead you in it, and we're going to have the rest of the people in the building repeat after us so that you don't have to say it alone. If you say, Dear Jesus, I'm ready to step out of the boat. I'm going to leave my comfort zone and walk on water. 
I accept you as my Lord and Savior to forgive me for my sins and put me on the right path for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now the next group of people that I want to pray for, if you're currently serving and you have stepped out of the boat and you're beginning to walk on water but you're afraid to take that next step you're afraid to actually get closer to your destiny to your promise you're afraid to face the waves outside of the boat I just want you to lift up your hands as we pray because I want to pray that God will give you strength and that he will give you a boldness to where you will never fear that you're alone. So a show of hands, one, two, three. If that's you, just lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for each and every individual that's here that has their hands lifted, that they're willing to step out of the boat. But God, they need to know that you are with them no matter what. And God, that your comforting hand is actually already around their shoulders, God, and that you are walking with them no matter the distance, whether if it's one mile, 1K, or 3,000, that you will never leave them alone. And so for that, that they will be able to operate in boldness and never fear. And God, I pray right now that you would close their ear to distraction, that you will close their eyes to distraction, God, that every word that has been spoken over their life that is not from you, we claim it dead in Jesus' name. 